All right, everyone. Thank you for being here at um, the Monica Campana Wellness Hub. And today we have a very special guest all the way from Nevada. Her name is uh, Joanna Phoenix. Uh, she's going to tell us everything about her journey into uh, healing and uh, what she's doing today to help other people. So, Joanna, thank you so much for being here. It's a, it's a wonderful honor to have you here. The floor is yours. Tell us everything about you. In okay. 20 minutes, we don't have a lot of time, but, uh, uh, you know, in a nutshell, thank you for being okay. here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Joanna, how was your, how was your journey into healing? Tell us. Well, I would say it's called being a wounded healer because you have to go through a lot of trauma and experience to help other people. So, you know, learning the hard way mostly, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I started my journey very young um, as a child. I was a very sensitive child. I had a very strong connection with, with God, Jesus, whatever you want to call it, the universe. And I had conversations with, with God, you know, as a child. And um, it just seemed natural to me. And then life experience kind of hardened me a little bit. Like uh, people, people, you know, making you think that you're weird. Where were you right? born? You were born in Nevada too? No, I was born in um, southeastern Idaho in a little town, a Mormon town. Yes. And my dad was a English professor at Rick's College. That's what it was called. And my mom was a homemaker. So, hmm. and I'm one of six children. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Big family. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we would fall through the cracks, you know, as far as our parents, because they were very busy, you know, taking care of the family and, you know, trying to raise us right. And, their way which was very strict mormon or lds as they call themselves so lds yes latter-day saints huh. so it was a church of jesus christ of latter-day saints is what they are huh. so very strict religiously yeah so we went to church every sunday without fail for three hours and um we had meetings during the week and my parents all had both had jobs in the church. So, yes. You became a, 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 a reverend, correct? Yes, that was much later in life. I'm a late bloomer. Mm. So, yes, because I kind of went through a transition of where I almost became like an atheist because I didn't no longer. It was believe too much. It. it was too much. Yeah, yeah too much pressure and. Like, I, I have never been one that fit inside any kind of box, you know. And they made I, you fit for a long time. Yes. Yeah, until I was about 25. And then I started questioning, you know, and doing research on the Internet and understanding why I wasn't crazy that I didn't believe in it, you know. Yeah, because and you felt like you didn't fit in and and that's what happens to many people sometimes you know that you're like oh maybe something is wrong with me yes exactly and why am i 
why do I fall so short, right? Mm. And, you know, I've always been kind to people and wanted to help them and accept them for the way they were and see them in their best light, right? So. So there was nothing wrong with you. It was just uh, that, you know, you didn't really um, accept what you were giving. Right. And I just never was good at being judgmental of people. And not all Mormons are that way. So I don't want to portray that. It's just how I, it made me feel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. It's not good to generalize, but that's how you lived and yes. what you experienced. And so tell, and so what happened? So, so then what was the next step? So in, in the LDS church, um, a lot of people get married very young because when you're a woman, you're just expected to be a wife and a mother. And mostly. that's it. Yeah. So I got married at, um, right before I turned 19 the first time. Wow. Yeah. So, and I didn't have any children. The marriage only lasted for five years and it was, yeah, it was, it wasn't a great marriage and, um, yeah, I just jumped at the first thing that came along that I thought they really, truly loved me. Right. So, hmm. and, um, I mean, we helped each other grow, but, and he was a, he was a non-denominal Christian. So he also liked to tell me that I was going to hell because I was LDS. Right. So <laughs> it's a lot of judgment in lots of religions and I don't hold any grudges about it. It's just the way it was part of the journey. So. Yeah. Part of the journey to get to the next level. Yeah, we never had any children together. At least you didn't have children, so. You know. Yeah, so it made the parting a lot easier, so. Mm -hmm. And then I met um, my second husband, uh, like a year later, less than a year later, and I got married him right away because I wanted to start having children. I was 25 and, you know, my mom started saying, you know, you might not be able to have children if you wait too long. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so um, we had three beautiful girls together. I yeah. lost you for a second. Yes. I, yeah. And um, anyway. Three children. You got three children. Three. Yes. Three girls. Oh, wow. Yes. Sorry. I have someone trying to call me and I put on my. Oh, don't <laughs> You're worry. You're not disturbed, please. Anyway, don't worry. So. And then from from then from there, what what happened? So uh, yeah, so we were living in Idaho Falls, Idaho, and I had my first daughter, and I was going to school at the same time. Um, I was going to be an accountant, um, but I was very, you know, I like I'm a people person, so that wasn't a good fit for me. Right. It didn't and, last very long. No. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as we had my daughter, we decided to move to Colorado for him to do his doctorate program. What about his religion? How was his? He, he wasn't raised in any religion. So, yeah, okay. his family was pretty easygoing with as far as religion, spiritual, but not like religious kind of thing. So much better. there wasn't a lot of pressure on me. Mm at that point because I was living pretty far away from my family and I had a little space to do my own thing to breathe 
Yes. So I started exploring more spirituality and, um, you know, working on my degree. So I started going to school there to finish it up and um, take care of my daughter at the same time. And I, I completed an associate degree, general studies. And then I also got a computer networking degree or a certificate anyway. So, and I started Computer working. though, always computer, yeah. always, you know, accountant numbers. You were still <laughs> trying to fit in the, you know, in the yeah. rational side of the world. Right, because it's like you have to make money with your degree, exactly. right? And it has to be right away. So I did get a job right away. As soon as I graduated, I worked for Arapahoe County in Colorado, and I was a help desk. Uh, I worked on the help desk, which was a high burnout rate job, right? Yeah, yeah because and, you had a lot of money and you have to and you have to work many hours and yeah. right. Yes. And it was it was kind of a toxic environment like most government jobs are. You know, there was a lot of nice people there too. And so I just started getting brain fog and not feeling well. Hmm. And uh, I had to quit the job because I just couldn't deal with the environment and taking care of a child too. So you were very sensitive and you couldn't deal with that. Yeah. Right. And you know, the building could have been, it was an older building. It could have been partly that too. So yeah, what you were breathing. Yes. Hmm. So anyway, I quit the job and then nine 11 happened. That was pretty traumatic. Right. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And I just started getting sicker and sicker until I couldn't function or take care of my young child anymore. Oh, wow. uh, just laying on the bed, wishing I would just die or figure out what's wrong with me, right? Hmm. And so I started looking in the phone book for a doctor and praying about it and hoping that I would find an answer to my problem and this was after you I, left this job yes after i left the job mm -hmm. yeah yes my health wasn't improving very much it was mm -hmm. actually getting worse mm -hmm. so anyway i found a, a osteopathic naturopathic doctor um in colorado and started going to him and he was very in tune with spirit and he started teaching me how to heal myself using nutrition and alternative methods like acupuncture, you know, counseling and things like that. Now, until then, were you eating well? Were you eating healthy? Were you eating or you just eating anything that, you know, you used to eat with your family? I pretty much ate whatever I wanted. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, I was I was slightly overweight. I wasn't hugely overweight. You know, just average. Um, but from that moment, you realized that nutrition too was important for your health. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And what you put, what you put on your body too, all the creams and all the things, right? Yes. Yeah, I didn't even know about all the toxic stuff in um, skincare products at that time, mm -hmm. and I did hadn't really researched all the chemicals that are in food or any of that yet. Mm. But that was so the beginning. Go, yeah, right. <laughs> I always have to start somewhere. Exactly. So anyway, he was he was very pleased that I was interested in learning how to do it myself instead of just 
asking him to give me medications, right? So I did all my own research too and went on this detox diet, which was very strict. And my daughter would basically start restaurants. She'd start questioning the waitresses about what's in this? What's because she knew I couldn't eat hardly anything for a while. Wow. Right? And I quickly lost 30 pounds in wow. like two months. Yeah. This was like 20 years ago, right? 20 years yeah. ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I just kept doing research and started looking for products that were gluten-free because I was told that by my doctor that I had a gluten allergy. So I, it was not a good time to be gluten-free back then. Yeah, it's true. It didn't start, I mean, until not long ago. So you had celiac? You had celiac disease? Um, I didn't or, have celiac. I was just extra sensitive to gluten. To gluten. Yeah. So I had to eliminate all that and learn how to cook foods that tasted good. Because if you can't eat anything that tastes good, your body won't digest it very well. Mm. Yeah. There has mm. to be that taste component to it as well, right? Of course. So, yeah. Huh. So, so it's, ama it's amazing because a few people, they live their lives. And then after like 30, 40, 50 years, they, they discover that they have some type of a gluten um, allergy or they have a mild celiac, you know, uh, disease uh, predisposition. And they didn't know it. And, and doctors couldn't find it normal right. doctors all yeah wow. a lot of them so you changed and you immediately treatment. felt the difference um no it took a long it took quite a while to start feeling better yeah I was having anxiety attacks and I couldn't even go out in public for a while without having a total panic attack right wow yeah because you were changing yeah. abruptly yes hmm. but um I got through it and I started looking at products because I was still feeling sick and, you know, they put gluten, you know, vitamin E and stuff in skincare products as well, right? <laughs> so I started buying these expensive products that were gluten-free. And then I started looking at the labels and seeing that I was paying for water, right? 90%, mm. most products are 90% water. So I started doing research on making my own products you know because it it's too expensive to buy all that stuff right exactly especially the good ones yeah and so then we the family ended up moving to Massachusetts which was a very good experience because I'd never been on the east coast ever before and meeting new people and exploring more you know opportunities yeah yeah, it was like moving to a foreign country for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And starting from zero again. I mean, starting from scratch. You have a new, you know, new life, kind of. Yeah, in my 24 years of marriage, I lived in five different states. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Which was really fun because it was like, it was like traveling without, and you have a home base to go home to, right? That's nice. And yeah. how long did you live in Massachusetts? Um, it was like two and a half years. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. But I was ready to come back to the, to the West because I enjoy the West and the open spaces, you know, less people. 
you know guys and so um so you started looking and you started your own company right of making yes in sparks yes when i moved to sparks nevada um i started making my own products sorry <laughs> i started making my own products and um trying them on my family and on myself and i made a lot of messes <laughs> Well, wasted a lot of money you know but I did a lot of research and my favorite thing is creating the products you know so I have oh I I make like 40 different products which spread me a little thin and I bought all sorts of stuff to make things with and spent like ten thousand dollars of my own savings you know doing that and I was making way too many products for the people that were buying it and so I ended up giving away a lot of stuff you know it, it wasn't like and I'm not a very good business person I don't like to sell to my friends very much you know so it's like then every time they see you they're like oh she's gonna try to sell me something I know I know it's not uh, <laughs> some people don't have it but um fine but you tried you tried that's already you know an accomplishment yeah. So I was doing a lot of classes and I was doing a partnership in policy making at UNR there, which is an advocacy program for people with developmental disabilities, because I have a daughter that has cerebral palsy. Hmm. And uh, so I wanted to be a good advocate for her. Hmm. So that was very important. And then I met my ministerial coach there when I was working at a boutique selling my products. And so uh, she invited me to join her ministerial program. So that's how I became a reverend. It was like a, it was a nine month um, class. And then I had to do three months of internship or actually it was a whole year of internship where I had to do a certain amount of hours of community service. So. And so you speak in front of uh, like, this is specific churches or um i mean it's uh, it was specific it religion was or it's just any how does it work it was pretty open i could do any kind of community service i did uh, some talks in front of some people and um mostly just helped people for free hmm. you know have people come over and then i got interested in reiki energy healing and so I did an online course for that and just practiced on all my friends and relatives, anyone that would let me. <laughs> <laughs> like some of my family members were a little wary at first until I started explaining to them that it was energy from the universe, white light, you know, Jesus, from Jesus, God, whoever, you know. And then first they, they, they allowed you to do it. Yes. <laughs> How long did that, I mean, you've been doing it for a while now. Yeah, since, uh, let me think. It's, oh, let's see. It's probably at least six, seven years now. Hmm. Now, can you do it also um, in like distance? Like not physically? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, and actually a lot of people are much more receptive at a distance. Uh, like this on Zoom? Yes. People lay down and you just tell them what to do and. Right. Wow. Sometimes I play, um, 
I send him a link to a meditation. So we kind of are listening to the same thing at the same time. So kind of helps us connect our energy a little bit better. That's so. wonderful. So, yeah. yeah. And then I also met a lady who taught quantum touch. So I started doing quantum touch, hmm. which is, is much. What is that, the difference? Quantum touch is much more using your breath to amplify the energy and more visualization. So, hmm. yeah. So you combine the two in the right yeah. And then I started doing and in getting interested in sound vibration healing. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. And with those so, bells, yeah. with those bowls, is it with the bowls or? You can use anything, anything that makes a sound vibration you can use, even your voice, like toning sounds. You don't even have to, be out loud with the toning you can send it through your hands the vibrations and wow. drumming and I bought yeah chimes uh tuning forks huh. yeah whatever you can find wow so you're you don't have to spend a lot of money <laughs> so you're doing that too and then you also got into shamanism yes yeah, I had a lot of friends in the Reno area that were shamans. And also uh, someone I went to school with all the way from kindergarten through high school. He's a Navajo medicine man. Huh. And that, that interest. So, yeah, that was interesting. So I just started doing more and more research and went to a shaman retreat at Mount Shasta. And just doing online courses. Anyway, shamanism is basically like discovering your shadow side and bringing it out into the open so it can be healed. Oh, wow. That's what that's it is? That's pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. Huh. People think it's real, like all mysterious, but it's not that mysterious. <laughs> wow. That's so interesting. So you combine all of them. So you, you heard Joanna, she's basically in a transformational life coach who um, and shaman also who is going to you know help you get to um, reach your better your better self right through all these uh, um, techniques it's wonderful wonderful joanna anything else that you want to add we have a couple of few minutes left Let's see if I have any questions left for you. Uh, yes. Uh, so what's your favorite way to work with clients? Um, I prefer in person. Yeah, I like to I like to just meet them and be very casual. Um, sometimes I use whatever modality just occurs to me at the time. I never have a set. I try not to have a set agenda when I meet with people. I like it depends on the person. Yes. And their, their spiritual and religious background. I'm pretty comfortable with any any spiritual or non-spiritual background. I can meet with both. a biker. I experience both. Yeah, yeah. I can I can meet with a biker. I don't I don't care. I'm not I'm not afraid of people. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of things do clients come to you for? Um, anything from financial, health, relationship, anything under the sun. I've heard it all. Wow. Huh. Nothing surprises me anymore, really. 
So. Uh, and as you said, you work online too. I mean, people can yeah. be anywhere around the, around the world, basically. Right. Yeah, I, I like Zoom a lot. It's really nice. Yeah, but Zoom done... is, is nice. Yes. Yeah. So, well, uh, Joanna, it's, um, it's been really wonderful to, to get to know you better and um, to understand uh, how your journey has been. And um, I'm sure, so what is the next uh, step? You are offering uh, one-on-ones, right? Yes. And um, through, people can reach you through your email? Yes, that would be the best or through Facebook. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna put all the links to all your pages on the, on the post. Too. And also link, LinkedIn's a good way to reach me too. Okay, LinkedIn. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. And uh, you're also creating a book, right? You're writing a book with all your experiences and everything. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, in the, one of your projects, your future projects, correct? And I'm hoping to combine it with my doctorate thesis for the ministry because, yes. What's the title of your doctorate? Um, I haven't come up with that completely yet. Mostly it's how to deal with toxic people. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Which, which we have to deal with uh, all the time. So, you know, it's a very useful, very useful topic. And right. uh, well, um, Joanna, again, I hope, I hope you come back uh, with more. And uh, I want to know your, um, your progress and, I want to know how many people you have helped from today on. And uh, I really thank you. Thank you for, for being here and sharing your story with everyone. So everyone, you heard her. If you need any type of uh, uh, spiritual guidance, um, Joanna can help you. And um, thank you for being here. And until next time. Thank you, Joanna. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, ciao. See you soon. <laughs>